Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I don't have an MD or law degree. I have a bachelor's in kicking butt and taking names. I get paid to talk. What do you talk about? I speak on behalf of cigarettes. My mommy says cigarettes kill. Now, is your mommy a doctor? No. Well, she doesn't exactly sound like a credible expert now, does she? Yeah. We call ourselves the Mod Squad. M-O-D. Merchants of Death. We're lobbyists for the tobacco, alcohol, and firearms industries. How many alcohol-related deaths a year? Well, 100,000. That's what, 270 uh, a day? A tragedy. I front an organization that kills 1,200 people a day. Dad, I want to see what you do. The message Hollywood needs to send out is smoking is cool. You can put the sex back into cigarettes. Get a flight to L.A., I'll get you a meeting with Hollywood super agent Jeff Legal. Yeah, I'm going to bring your dad in now. Is there anything I can get you, like an orange juice or a coffee or a Red Bull? No, thanks. Okay. But what we need is a smoking role model, a real winner. Indiana Jones meets Jerry Maguire. Right, on two packs a day. This spring, don't hide the truth. We don't sell Tic Tacs, we sell cigarettes. And they're cool, available, and addictive. The job is almost done for us. Just filter it. The number one killer in America is cholesterol. And here comes Senator Finister, who's clogging the nation's arteries with Vermont cheddar cheese. The great state of Vermont will not apologize for its cheese. What happens when you're wrong? See, Joey, that's the beauty of argument. Because if you argue correctly, you're never wrong. This is a heated issue. Nick, do you have a question? How on earth would Big Tobacco profit off of the loss of this young man? It's in our best interest to keep Robin alive and smoking. Who have you heard of a reporting? Heather Hungway. My other interviews have pinned you as a mass murderer, bloodsucker, pimp, profiteer, and my personal favorite, Yuppie Mephistopheles. I'm a man of the people. Rock on, Kennedy. Your family now. Tobacco takes care of its own. Michael Jordan plays ball. Charles Manson kills people. I talk. Thank you for smoking. Sony has a futuristic sci-fi movie they're looking to make. Cigarettes in space. The final frontier, Nick. But wouldn't they blow up in an all-oxygen environment? Probably. But it's an easy fix. One line of dialogue. Thank God we invented the, you know, whatever device. Indiana Jones Avengers Endgame and follow. As you can see, Jeff just loves Asian shit. And I'm Sebastian. It's not a negotiation. It's an argument. I'm Andy Shosler. I'm the Colonel Sanders of nicotine. And I'm Jordan. And welcome to our review of Thank You for Smoking. Surprise, <laughs> I guess. Did <laughs> we announce that we're doing film. this? No, we think we did. Did we, did we announce this, these next two films? I feel like we did. We definitely did to ourselves. <laughs> well, the film industry has not been kind to us this year. No. Nothing's coming out ever again. The last film that will ever have graced cinema is debatably Sonic or Cats, depending on what you saw. Oh, God. What a, what a clusterfuck of ideas. I mean, Hollywood had been remaking stuff for the last 10 years anyway, so it's good that they're not having a chance to release any of the latest remakes they've made. That's true, but poor Christopher Nolan. He just wants to get his... Is time movie out? It's the first time he's done one of those, right? <laughs> there are other ways to release films than in the cinema. Plenty of people have done it. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's absolutely true. And speaking of like Tenet, I think they are looking at doing like a, a streaming release, or at least they've you know waved you know the idea up in the air. But who knows what they'll actually do? It's just a- selfish, really, to not just release movies on a streaming service, right? For, What's for the difference? Free? Yeah. It's not like it, it's not like the the studios are getting a cut of all that sweet popcorn money. <laughs> That's true. Well, thank you for smoking though. How did we come to this one? I think that was that was you, Andrew, right? I, I, su- I suggested it, and mm. I was I was thinking about it on my way 
uh, into our studio uh, today. You can call it a kitchen, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> just how I first saw it, and I can't quite remember. I don't know if it was mm. recommended to me or if it's just one of those films that, you know, you sort of see in the back. I, I, I definitely didn't see it in the cinema because mm-hmm. I don't think it, it was released in Australia at the cinema, or maybe if it was, it was very limited release. It wouldn't have been where I was at the time. Um. But it's 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 just one of those films that just appeared on the radar for whatever reason, whether through mm. a friend or you know somebody had it in their library. Uh, but I love it. I, I think it's a fantastic. Yeah, film. it was excellent. I really I liked it. Used to own this film weirdly, and I don't know why or how. Um, <laughs> but I, I used to have it on DVD, um, so I'd seen it before now. But once again, I, like you, I don't know how it actually popped up into my life. Okay. But um, and. You've, you've seen it for the first time? Yeah, this is the first time. I've okay. not seen it before. I'd heard a lot about it and like it, had, like you said, it just sort of pops up here and there. And I'm like, oh yeah, I should probably check that out. It's like really good cast. Like heard nothing but good things about it, but just yeah. never got around to it till now. It's one of those films that really went under the radar mm. only because I think it didn't have a big budget behind it. Yeah, it's right. A, it's a tiny film. It was a six and a half million dollar film. It's a oh, Searchlight wow. film, right? I think at the beginning it was Fox Searchlight. Uh, possibly. It was um, definitely like... Uh, not not like a not like a crowdfunded thing, but yeah. I mean it's it's uh, Jason Reitman. It's his first film they directed. Who went on to do Juno and yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, something else I can't remember. It just felt like more of an indie film than uh, than a proper yes. studio film, only because William H Macy's in it and he doesn't do proper films. <laughs> Does <laughs> okay. he's in Down Periscope? Is he actually? Yeah, he's he's the other submarine captain. Oh, he is. <laughs> he's also in Mystery Man, but then I always think yeah, about he he's is, also yeah. in Jurassic Park 3, which, God, yeah, these are all Deadpool films. <laughs> um, but no, William H. Macy hates studios, I assume. Even though okay, this is technically a and studio right film. And do studios so. hate William H. Macy? <laughs> That's fair. He's a, li- he's a good actor. I like him. He is, yeah. He's good in whatever he touches. Yeah. yeah. I'm just trying to find now. Uh, I think, anyway, yeah, so small budget, you're saying six million or something? Six and a half million. <laughs> Was the budget, but it took uh, thirty nine million in its in its gross. It had a limited release, so even even yeah, on really good. even on that, it made its budget back yeah. and then some. Um, and it premiered at uh, I think it was Toronto International Film Festival. Yep. Okay. But much loved. Seven point six on IMDb. Um, the critics on Rotten Tomato give it eighty six percent and eighty seven from the audience. So weirdly, everybody's yep. in line. Yeah. I think it's just this kind of film requires you to come in with a, a certain level of general intelligence. I think you have to appreciate satires and have that, I guess you have to have a little bit of moral flexibility mm. in the start in order to get behind Nick Naylor. Yeah. Because he is the protagonist, even though he's... I think you have to kind of know what you're getting into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not a piece of shit, but he's a complicated guy, yeah. I guess, yeah. to, <laughs> to say it diplomatically. And it reminds me, I always throw back to this, but like I love Boston Legal. Yeah. And he's kind of like your pseudo Alan Shaw yes. type in there. Like he's just going to put in you know, the best argument he possibly can, regardless of you know where he actually stands on an issue because that's his job to do. Yes, and he can deal yeah. with the morality of something outside of yeah. work and, and, and yeah. later on, yeah. He can, he can say to his client, yeah, I defended you. Now get the hell out of here because I can't stand you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> so it was Aaron Ackart, who I think we've only recently done ourselves because he was um yeah Two Face or Harvey Dent yeah. in yeah um, Dark Knight. Christopher Nolan cast him as uh, Harvey Dent based off his performance here. He's, oh. He saw him in this and he said, "That's the guy I want for Harvey Dent." I can see that. Interesting. It makes sense. I mean, Harvey Dent is a conflicted character mm, as well, very much so. Yeah, a bit more, a bit more or less Two Faced in that version than he is here. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like he's very genuine in this film. Just horribly genuine. <laughs> he is genuine yeah. and he's, I guess you have to be in, in that line of work. So in, in, in defending, um, you know, the undefendable, I guess, yeah. is, is the right way to put it. Uh, you, in order to remain uh, honest, you can't tell the whole truth. You yeah. deliberately have to withhold certain things. But the way you get around it is by just sideswiping all the arguments and getting people off their guard so that they never have a chance to ask you directly what you know you would have to lie about in order to protect the company. Actually, just coming off binging through our community for like the dozenth time in my life, I'm going to get a lot of Jeff Winger from him as well. Yeah, um, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, just the whole yeah, make them argue against themselves sort of thing <laughs> and see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> good stuff. 
Um, not a long film at all, though. It was like an hour and a half, which was delightful this mm. week. What a nice surprise. <laughs> <laughs> it's very digestible. Who knew that you could tell a story? It's yeah. just a finite <laughs> amount of time. And this, this is the first film in which I saw Aaron Eckhart. So I hadn't known him from anything before that. Mm. Um, outside of, excuse me, the, the Dark Knight series, I'm not even sure where else I've, I've seen him. I know I've seen him in, in you know, bits and pieces everywhere, but I, I can't think of a single role where he's been Yeah, the I'm pretty lead. much the same, hey. Like, I, when I st- like pulled this up to watch it, I was like, oh, yeah, obviously I know him from Batman, and then I'm like, what else have I seen him in? And I just struggled to come up with anything. I'm, lo- I'm looking through right now. He was in The Wicker Man, 2006, is that? He's hmm. he's in a lot of stuff, but he doesn't really play the lead in a lot yeah. of stuff. But this is this is probably the only thing I know of, of his work where he was the lead. Well, he couldn't, he couldn't be in The Wicker Man much anyway because I think at the very beginning, the very end of that film, it's Nick Cage and all women. Yeah. Um. So even that must have been a very reduced role. Probably a he played one the of the bees. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not the bees. Not the bees. Um, apart from that, yeah. It was in Battle for Los Angeles, that terrible Ugh. alien sci-fi movie that no one actually saw. Um, or am I thinking of the wrong... There was two terrible alien war movies that came out around the same time. So you say Battle for Los Angeles and all I can think of was the uh, uh, Godzilla uh, remake, the Brian Cranston one. Oh, where yeah. Brian Cranston d- disappears after, <laughs> after the first like act. 20 minutes. <laughs> yep. Speaking of which, I mean, very off topic. Have you guys seen the still of Godzilla versus um, King Kong? Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. I, no, I can't wait. don't be. It's, 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 we're doing it. I love we dumb s- monster movies. We saw King of Monsters and it was... It was rubbish. Yeah, but we're building up to this is the oh. main event. You, you saw the mid card. <laughs> that's fine. This movie comes out next year. In, you know, virus aside, Skull uh, Island was the only good one in the series, and other people hated it. I liked it because no, Skull Island was great. Island was good, because yeah. of Samuel L. Yeah. Jackson, <laughs> he made it fun. I think that movie was just fun in general. Yeah, great it was fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, this movie's coming out uh, May next year, and I'm very excited for it. Me I just want to see them. Me too. Just a hoss fight, fight just yep. meat on meat bashing <laughs> against each other. What more could you ask Big, for? Big meaty monsters. Yeah. I'm looking at the still right now. This still has nothing to do with Thank You for Smoking. Though. Oh, that's well, brilliant. Don't. Look yeah. at cigarettes. Okay. <laughs> <I'll let. laughs> what if we digitally put cigarettes in each of their hands? That would be well, great. Actually, funnily enough, despite the film uh, you know, being about uh, Nick Naylor defending the, the smoking industry, nobody smokes in the film. There's... Oh yeah, I didn't even notice that. So you said it right. <laughs> there's a there's a brief shot of a black and white um, he, uh, Humphrey Bogart film where he's smoking, mm. you know, uh, and the captain holds an unlit cigar. But other than that, nobody even holds a cigarette or is smoking mm. a cigarette on uh, on screen. I guess it's all saved for for the end where they do the. Um Digitally taking the cigarettes out from all the old movies. Oh, doesn't that look <laughs> awful? And that's and that's exactly what uh, Spielberg went through mm. uh, his films, replacing um, was it guns with torches and things like that in in ET. So then, uh, walkie talkies, walkie talkies, yeah. Um, freaking in on Netflix, you know when you go through and you see the thumbnails of all the movies, all that they've got the Breakfast Club, and they've got the shot. Uh, what's the name of the character? The little redhead boy. Boy, um, in the normal shot on the normal poster, he's holding a blunt. In this one, he's holding a pencil. There you go. <laughs> They've edited it for the actual Because Netflix he's in cute. school, Seb. He's a good student. That's why he's in detention. Wait. <laughs> Wait a minute. Something doesn't add up here. It's almost like it was there for a reason. <laughs> oh, I'm just having a quick, I say a quick read through tobaccoaustralia.org here about smoking in movies and TV. Oh, Seb, you're not going to tell us tobacco's bad for you, are you? Um, God. No, I'll leave that decision up to the individual. (laughs) As you should. (laughs) Okay. So for all of our international listeners, this is kind of like one of the the big parts of this film is the the government is pushing for these just you know gross pictures to be put onto cigarette packages um, as a way of you know showcasing to the public cigarettes are bad. I will correct that. It's not the government, it's one particular senator. Yes. And one thing that this film highlights that I think is very important. It's that people, even in places that are you know otherwise respectable or you know part of some great organization that you know purports to do good things, those people can have agendas too, mm. and they can fight dirty to get what they want. Yeah, 
and he wants to be behind this this health push specifically against uh, uh, the cigarette manufacturers and in doing so he's going to get a lot of support and mm. you know a lot of funding and he's going to continue his political career he couldn't give a toss about the actual health of people okay I'm, I'm not gonna <laughs> argue with that I was just gonna say this is kind of a moot topic in Australia because we did all this years and years yeah. and years ago. Um, which is still a bit of a shock that I, I find a lot of tourists when they come here find that all of our cigarette packages are plain, except for these just like grotesque images of them <laughs> saying, this will be you, you'll be this man in this bed dying, or this will be your eyeball, or this is your liver and stuff. Have you ever so, seen a disfigured foot? Here you go, yeah. here's a little <laughs> reminder. Yeah, have um, <laughs> But yeah, so I think Australia was one of the first countries to do that, um, to go plain packaging on cigarettes, but I could be wrong. Might be. Not only um, one of the first, but one of the few outside of Europe that, mm. that did as well. Yeah, so fun stuff for us. So it was just kind of funny seeing them argue about a tamer version of what we did here a decade ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, guys, please continue. I'm going to put my dogs outside. They seem very nervous about being in the house right now. Well, there is some it's more. because you, you fed them <laughs> and now they're tripping out. <laughs> um, Jason, Jason Reitman wrote mm. to each of the actors explaining why he thought they would be perfect for the role. Oh, that's cool. And with no exceptions, all his first choices accepted oh, wow. every single role. Some of them even wrote back saying, thank you very much for the for the very nice letter. Yes, I'll do the film. You can pay me now. <laughs> and I would like this many yeah. dollars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sam Elliott, had a, who, who plays uh, Lorne Lutch, who was based on the real-life Marlboro man Wayne McLaren, um, who himself developed lung cancer and also testified uh, for the anti-smoking legislation. Um, he had a condition in his in his uh, contract um, where he would carry a rifle instead of the shotgun as, as scripted. Jason Ryman forgot about... Forgot Wait, about uh, what? Sam Elliott. Famous cowboy yeah, yeah, Sam yeah. Elliott <laughs> had a clause in his contract the, to why? do it. I don't want to hold a, a shotgun, I want to hold a rifle. You put that in his right. contract. Yes. That's <laughs> Listen to the story, Seb. There's a story behind yeah, okay, it. Okay, but uh, what this, the preamble is the, car- the man is a crazy person. <laughs> He's not a crazy person. He's a cowboy and cowboys have rifles. What's wrong with rifles, Seb? It's fine. It's No. Would it's, you rather he carry drumsticks everywhere? It, Would that be safer? <laughs> yes, a plain packaged <laughs> drumstick. No, I'm just saying like, anyway, please, yes, yeah, sorry, tell your story. It just yeah. seems like the, the, yeah, please. Jason Reitman forgot about that until the day of shooting when he frantically ran around, oh my God, we don't have a rifle for him. But when he saw Sam Elliott, he was holding a rifle. And phew, thank goodness for that. Goes up to Sam and says, hey Sam, do you need instructions in how to use it? And Sam says, no, it's my gun. <laughs> Brought it from home. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> okay. No, and, no. It's an, and it's an 1894... Uh, something I can't remember what the what the, what the make of it was. We're now back to the part where I think he's a crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that in his contract that he can only hold a certain kind of gun? You're an actor. Actors write weird things in their contracts all the time. Imagine even having the foresight to think of that during the negotiations. <laughs> he's a cowboy, and he was playing a cowboy, and it makes sense that he would want to be authentic. I think having a shotgun, because you know, he does the whole like shotgun on the porch thing is, you know, in itself is its own little thing. It doesn't really matter. Shotgun on the porch, but he's a cowboy. Cowboys don't have shotguns because they're not there to maim anything. They're, if, if, if they're shooting at something, it's to hunt down a fox or wolf or something that's going to harm their, their cows. The flip side. So you don't, you don't hunt wolves with a shotgun. You yep. do that with a rifle. If this was Clint Eastwood in the role, he would only do this thing with like the Dirty Harry Magnum. Is this the... <laughs> Seb. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> if he was playing a cowboy, Clint Eastwood wouldn't use a handgun either. He I wouldn't just, use a revolver when he was a cowboy. I don't know, I'm just saying, like, if it was bloody um, Jeremy Irons, he'd only do it with, like, a one of the musketeer swords or something. Oh, I don't God. know. Um, this, this is all a reach. I'm just saying, like, just you carry it from one role into another role. doesn't mean you have to. Like, oh, I played a mechanic in my last role, so I'll chase him off my lawn with a wrench. Like, You're a terrible person, Seb. <laughs> I I feel like I'm the only same one at the table right now. <laughs> <laughs> this um, this film is based on a book of the same oh. title, Thank You for Smoking, mm. from 1994. Now, when the film rights were originally picked up in the 90s, um, this film was, was going to be made then. It wasn't oh, okay. made until 10 years later. Yes. It's funny to think of this as a 2005 film. Yeah, it kind of is, hey. It, I mean, it, it doesn't look particularly old or recent no. either way, but... It is what it is. Um, 
so casting for Nick Naylor, then in the 90s, and other considerations for 2005, care to take a guess oh. who, uh, mm. who was considered? 90s, very, very, very famous smart-ass man sometimes, you might say. Steve Martin? Not Steve Martin. Oh, dang it. I just but had to Steve run Martin, across the room. I reckon Steve Martin would have been good. Robin Williams? Not Robin Williams. No. 90s, smart-ass. Think serious actor, not... I mean, he can do comedy, but... 90s. 90s. Give me a, give me a vague but hilarious clue, please. <laughs> action. Early 90s action. Oh. And went off, went off the radar for a little bit. Not Bruce Willis, but you're kind of on the right track. When you say Bruce Willis, I immediately think of Stallone and bloody um, Schwarzenegger, <laughs> but you would never want them in a speaking role. No. Maybe um. you wouldn't think of this guy as an action star, but Mel Gibson oh, was considered for okay. Nick Naylor You should have just 90s. said he was a crazy person. Now, if I was to say- <laughs> no, What is it, Sam Elliott, comma, <laughs> Mel Gibson? <laughs> Mid-2000s, who do you think was, apart from Aaron Eckhart, who was considered? I would have done after or, Boston Legal, David Spader, but that's, that's just because he can, you know. James well, Spader. James Spader. So what I say? David. Oh, yeah. David Spader. <laughs> yeah, no, not him. Thank you. No, no, no. James Spader, would, no. Have, <laughs> James Spader would have been all right. No, no. Think another guy who was perhaps just in the, in the early part of his acting career, but was famous in another arena. Keyword, hint word. So we already did Mel Gibson, right? Russell Crowe? No. no. Wait, another arena. I was thinking of Gladiator. Gladiator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Rock. Dwayne Johnson was, was I feel like we should have just naturally guessed that. Yeah. An alternate. I don't even know he's, who I am anymore. The and Rock, and as, as the main character in this film, as Nick he's Naylor. too beefy. This is yeah. like the same problem you have with Jingle uh, All the Way. Why is this one uh, dad the size of four dads? <laughs> it's, all about, it's all about talking, and all the more if yeah, he's no, beefy. I, I could see that. Yeah. I mean, I was, he'd be good verbally. I just think he, he would physically just stick out. Yeah. Like, I, was, I, I was looking at his IMDb page, just what he'd done up until then. And what he went on to do. Scorpion King and not much else, really. Pretty much Scorpion King and the mummy related stuff. Mm. So very much, you know, coming off wrestling, he's showcasing his body, but starting to have Mm. a few talking roles and things. Mm. Get Smart. uh, He was in Get Smart Mm. in 2008. It was was only a few years afterwards. I would throw in my pick only because of his performance, specifically in that Harley Quinn movie we reviewed. Was it last year or early this year? Um, Ewan McGregor. Yeah. He's he would have been, been good. quite a good talker. Yeah. And with the American accent, he actually sounds quite believable. And he was probably just coming off um, uh, Revenge of the Sith at, at the time. That was 2005, I think. Yeah, because I well. think, was Phantom Menace 99 or 2000? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was ni- 97. Was it? Oh, I would take your word for it. I, it was a gas leak year. No, it must have been 99. <laughs> 99, 2000 for Attack of the Clones and then 2005. Sure. But, yeah. I don't know. I yeah. fall asleep at Hoth. Yeah. <laughs> I know this is the third one. I'll do the second one. <laughs> the third one. I always fall asleep in Hoth. It's the beginning of that film. Hoth? You mean well, Empire Strikes Back? Yeah. I like that one uh, the most, but for some reason when they start off in Hoth, I'm always like, it feels like I'm in church. I just instinctively can't. <laughs> what? Stop. Okay. Grew up with- That's so bizarre to hear. Yeah. So I grew up, this is a long walk, but let's go on one. Um, <laughs> Catholic family went to Catholic school. I'm, I'm not. Smokers? No. Well, my grandfather used to be. Anyway. Um, whenever we've gone to church, because I would always, you know, get dragged there early in the morning when I was quite young, and then through school every week there'd be some sort of mass. I was always really bored and really tired. So I've now, unfortunately, it's been trained into me that if somebody does like the Our Father, I will just I can't stop but yawn. You know? <laughs> okay, like it, it's if you I mean the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, Seb. it actually triggers a yawn um, in me. <laughs> Sorry. Did you have to fight one back then? <laughs> um, and for some reason, Hoth is the same thing for me. Whenever that beginning in Hoth happens, I'm like, oh, this is fucking boring. And I'll actually start yawning and get real sleepy. That's such a strange association. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not saying it's because of the church. I'm just saying that there's two things in my life that are guaranteed to make me slightly groggy. And it's Hoth and, and What's Jesus. It's boring about Hoth though. I don't know. It's just always like the like. Let's get to the movie and like that is the movie. Okay, let's get to the good part of the movie. <laughs> what are you talking about, Seth? When he fights Darth Vader. Oh come let's on. Let's get to the star part of Star Wars, not the snow planet. It's hot. Yeah, whatever. It's 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 pl- an ice planet, a system that is the, on the on the outer rim somewhere. It's the Battle distant. of Hoth is fine. It's literally the oh Luke's gone missing. Let's go get him. And I'm like. 
Fucking, why did the main character get lost in the first two minutes of this film? Yeah, that's right. And then everybody's in their ships and they go off to other star systems. This is a precursor to the fact that Luke pisses off at the beginning of number seven and we just lose him for the entire movie. He has a habit of just fucking off in films and it's bad. And it started here. (laughs) Like, anyway, it's fine. It just makes me really sleepy. How do we get to this? I'm not even sure. We were discussing potential people who were in this movie. Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Ewan McGregor. Okay. He was the connection on this very walk away from the topic at hand. I think I did say it was a long walk. <laughs> you did. You warned us. Uh, when the film premiered at uh, the Toronto International Film Festival, the sex scene with Katie Holmes was missing from it. Mm. Now, at Ripped the, off. At the I'd time, ask for my money back. <laughs> so nobody saw it and nobody knew it was missing. Um, at the time, it was reported and speculated that that was because of Tom Cruise's oh. insistence, because <laughs> they were married at the time, that that scene not be shown. Hmm. Uh, and Jason Reitman came out afterwards at, at other screenings and said, no, 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 that's not at all the case. It was just the projectionist who, you know, there was a, um, that scene came at the end of a, a, a film reel after a few seconds of black. So when he was splicing the, the film, uh, together, it, you know, it's an honest mistake that, that happened. It, a mistake nonetheless. But Likely excuse. It was the Scientologists. <laughs> Sounds like an inside job. Maybe, I don't know, it's Jason Ryman's first film, so maybe he was paid off to say that, but <laughs> <laughs> he came out with a legitimate excuse why that wasn't he the case. He didn't want the ghost <laughs> of Elrond Hubbard fucking haunting him. <laughs> <laughs> Ghosts aren't real, Seb. Oh, sorry. I Neither mean the um, flying spaghetti <laughs> monsters, but here we are. The astral projection <laughs> of the, en- the essence of Elrond Hubbard. <laughs> You mean the, um, oh, what are they called? Not the tannins. Yeah, whatever. The, that thing. The stupid bullshit Elrond Hubbard spirit yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, I'm implying he didn't want some spoopy sci-fi <laughs> nonsense coming after him. Uh, and Joey's School. Now, I didn't catch it in the film. I, I, I read this fact and I didn't catch it as I was reading it. But apparently the name of the school is St. Euthanasius. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, though. I didn't and see that either. You, you could either go with euthanasius or em- emphysemus for the, yeah. for, the same, uh, yep. for the same joke. Yeah. Good. <laughs> That's great. <sighs> All right. And J.K. Simmons, unfortunately, um, took the film on board, uh, wanting to work with Robert Duvall. They only share one scene, and it's a video call, and it wasn't even recorded live. Oh no! So when he did the scene, Robert Duvall was was not on set. It wasn't it wasn't uh, um, played or, or anything for him. Yeah, <laughs> what a shame, poor guy. But a great role, Br. Mm. Great role. I love J.K. Simmons. Wait, Elon Musk was in this film. Pardon? <laughs> I'm sure he's somewhere in the background somewhere. Elon Musk is the man that closes the car door. Um, when he gets on board the private plane. Apparently oh, it was go. Musk's plane and he's also an executive producer of this film. Yeah, because they got the plane. That's it. You I, get the plane I, if, I, I, if I get the credit. credit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with a $6 million budget, yeah, you would make that deal, I guess. Okay, so Elon Musk is in this film in the same way that Dan Aykroyd is in Temple of the Doom. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Except without a talking part. Yeah. Well, what's that freaking... Um, who owns Virgin again? What's his name? I just spaced it. Richard Branson. Yeah, because he was in um, Casino Royale. No, he was in um, Skyfall or Casino Royale. Was he? Did he play a chauffeur or something in that as well? He played himself being checked through airport security. Oh, there you oh yeah, that's right. It was in Skyfall, I think. Must okay. have been. One of them. All those movies blurred together for me. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it wasn't Skyfall. But anyway, yeah. That's Fun. what you want to do in a James Bond film. Take a, take a break for a nice topical joke. <laughs> yep. That's it, right? There's, there's time. Perfect. Perfect. Just is that film coming out it. this year, by the way? Because we were meant to review that. We did all those Bond films building up to it just for the fucking Thin virus enough. to make us suffer for no reason. I am on board with the speculation that it's being delayed for reasons other than COVID. It says- Namely that it's a crap film. It says <laughs> expected. <laughs> expected November 12. Sure. We'll see. Hey, the song's done. And I'm actually coming around to the song. I didn't like it at first, but now I like the theme song. No Time to Die is how I feel at work when it's really busy. I just want to die, but see, I have no time to do this because of how busy it is. So I really sympathize with the the, the feelings going into this new James Bond film. Well, fresh eyes, Jordan, would you care to take us through the plot? Um, Yeah, where do you start really? So Not much to it, honestly, is there? Yeah, there really isn't. Like, I mean, ultimately what it comes down to is it's all pretty much based around that one, that one trip he takes, really, isn't it? So it starts off. He's doing the um, appearance on a TV show, 
are doing with the his, cancer boy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, doing his usual spin, which he's incredibly good at. He is. Um, where do we go from there? And I guess it just sort of goes around and you know runs him through his his life. I guess like you meet his his kid, his family, and the people around him. Introduced mm. to the Merchants of Death. Yeah, of course. His other, his other two mm. uh, oh, contemporaries. And, yeah, mm. Isn't he great? I love him. He's also one of these actors who has has never been a lead mm. in anything, as far as I know. But no, he's so such like a good bit actor. Yeah, and he's so memorable. Uh, normally, he's 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 off doing you know fart and pussy jokes in, in yeah. everything else he does, but in this one, he's quite tame in that respect mm. but he's still out there and, yeah. and the same David Koshner character That's minus, thing, yeah. minus the pussy and fart jokes which exactly. actually it's a little bit cleaner yeah, yeah. <laughs> which works brilliantly in this one yeah. and, he's the, sure. and he's the gun yeah. advocate yeah. Make sure for safety anything. The, the society for what was it the society for awareness of firearms and effective training yeah. in oh, youth yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where are we yeah, it's basically I guess this whole thing is that um, you know, they claim that there's no research to suggest that there's any link between tobacco and, and cancer. You know, that's kind of their, their whole thing. No no conclusive link. Yeah, yeah. nothing uh, yeah. nothing confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, lot, of co- lot of coincidences. And Absolutely. <laughs> a lot of anecdotal evidence for, you know, from all the <laughs> cancer cases. Yeah, and so I guess they're just kind of fighting against that one governor guy for like an anti-tobacco kind of campaign. Um, so his bosses basically organized for him to, I guess, kind of counter-campaign it in a way, mm-hmm. which is why he goes out to Hollywood to meet up with uh, Rob Lowe's character, who's brilliant for like how little he's in the film. Isn't he good? He's yeah, so, so he's good. really good, yeah. I mean, he's in it for you know minutes, Yeah, but just such a memorable role. Mm, literally like every line I is think just I like quoted so him, good. right? Yeah. yeah. That was me, yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, no, you oh, quoted his, his assistant. assistant. No, true, shit, it was. Played, by, it? played by an Adam Brody. Yeah. yeah, but that means I do know that Rob Lowe's character's name is Jeff. and jeff loves his asian shit he really does yep (laughs) um sorry we're at the asian place are we have we got there yet well it's before that that he meets up with the like reporter that all starts before he goes out doesn't it he's yeah so he's he's got his mission from the captain Mm -hmm. um which was actually his idea when he was brainstorming with uh, the team back at headquarters that he would go out to hollywood to try and pitch cigarettes back uh, as, a, and as this cool thing. Um, and obviously you can't <clears throat> you can't say, yeah, you should smoke cigarettes, but just having somebody famous smoking on screen mm. would be... Would be that uh, product placement. Yeah, exactly right. And, and, and get it back in people's minds. Yeah. Um, in in t- <laughs> teenagers' minds yeah, specifically. specifically. <laughs> Are people that smoke like a lot never thinking about not having a... Like, is that a thing that they need reminding to do? Like, oh, that thing I'm, I do every day. Like I'm breathing. <laughs> I'm kind of on board with the um, with Nick Naylor's argument at the end of the film that you don't need to specifically say these things are bad for you because who doesn't know that cigarettes yeah. are bad for you? I am surprised at the number of young people I see who do smoke. Mm. Not that I didn't, I didn't not smoke because I was worried about health. It just never appealed to me yeah but the message was so beaten into to me as a as, mm. as a student when i was especially like know, growing up like yeah, when in, we all did in, in in school in the 90s I'm, I'm i'm surprised that anybody you know who grew up even even then and around the 2000s mm. hasn't had that same yeah that same association with well flip that i went out with some work people a couple of weeks back and I, so i'm 29 and the people i went out with were between 23 to 27 in that sort of range and I was in the minority of people that weren't smoking. So it's just incredible. Mm. Yeah. And so it's, I understand exactly what you're saying. And like my, the group I graduated with, like through high school and all that. Yeah. I could, I probably would struggle to name more than two of them that I know smoke today. Um, but then again, then there's this, you know, little generation below me that's now it's more common, I'd yeah. say. Well, at least from my, my perspective, who knows what the actual stats are? Yeah. Not this guy. I don't do my own research for the show, let alone fucking smoking <laughs> statistics <laughs> for the world. And yet there's there's so much information out there about mm. the, the, the health risk of smoking that when somebody decides whether or not they're going to smoke, they're certainly not doing it from a health perspective. No. Nobody starts smoking because they think they'll be better off. 
Yeah, I in actually, terms of their health because of smoking, they'll do it for other because it's cool or convenient yeah. or they like it or whatever. <laughs> and health will not be a concern. No. I pitched this to my wife yesterday in the car. <laughs> I was like, I'm thinking about bringing, starting smoking. And she's like, why would you ever do that? And it says, well, yeah. I, I like to write, but I don't have any vices. I don't drink heavily or often enough. I don't do this. I don't do that. Like I don't do drugs or I don't, you know, whatever. Smoking is the most accessible addiction that I can introduce into my life to cause some character growth on my end, which might help, you know, lean into my writing. You, might, you might cause some cell growth as well. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I was like, and if it all fails, Jess, at least I'll look badass while doing yeah. it. <laughs> um, and she did not think that was funny. And I was like, well, that's fair. But it is the easiest thing to slip into out of all of them. Like, would you rather this or meth? Like, oh, it's a, it's a tough choice. You could just wear strange hats. I've considered it. I've dyed my hair now you could like be a five or six guy. times in the last two that's weeks. Just, in fact, that's even more disgusting than a smoker. I would rather kiss a smoker than somebody who wears a fedora. I mean, we they actually, kind of go hand in hand. Just go full, commit to it and just do both. We actually went fedora shopping a couple of weeks no. back. No, not for me, not for me. Um, we were at a party, uh, Jordan and I were at. Um, mm. It was meant to be themed like mafia and Yakuza and Jess was getting okay. her costume sorted and she was going as you know, some lady mafia, whatever you have it. And we were trying to find a fedora for her to wear to like bring the app together. And we actually couldn't find one, which is fucking weird because they're everywhere. All sold out. Yeah, it's super popular. The incels all went on their shopping (laughs) trips days before you. (laughs) So we we bought some like actually old school like Undertaker-esque hat for her instead, Uh, which is great. So now we just have one of those in the house, which is nice. (laughs) Um, Yeah, turns out it's harder to be weird and cigarettes are the most accessible. They are accessible, but expensive. I would assume so. Well, I don't know. My, my great, so, yeah. My um, recently departed grandfather I mean, it, was a big smoker. Yeah. And granted, he died at 97 and it was nothing to do with the smoking. It, oh, well then cigarettes are fine. Yeah. Smoke all you like, Seb. Personal anecdote. He's been smoking since he was like 10 or 11 or some shit for what, 87 <laughs> odd years. And he died of old age. Yep. He was, yeah. But I mean- yeah, but it was because of the smokes, wasn't it? <laughs> I actually think the cigarettes kept him alive. Um, <laughs> like like preserving his insides in like, you know when, when things that are exposed to oxygen, they tend to like yeah. die. I think there was just a constant- It's kind of like being cloud. mummified. Like it just- Exactly. Like encased his insides. His kept doctor, him in pristine I mean, position. His doctor actually was like, you probably shouldn't smoke, but please don't stop smoking. Because <laughs> he was so old and frail. There was actually the thought, well, actually going cold turkey might fucking kill him. Yeah. The Body holding you together. Yeah. It's like Mr. Burns with like all those different yeah. diseases. Three Stooges syndrome or whatever it is. <laughs> and it's and 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 fair enough, it's it's horrible when people die no matter what the, the circumstance is, right? Even if it's old age. Of course. Just, just a natural thing. But when you're what, 87, 97? 97, yeah. 97. Just let him have it. You got nothing left to do. <laughs> You've Come on, if, if, if he wanted to bring out the crack pipe at that it, age, no one would stop him. If it wasn't lung cancer- I just want to know. It, there would have been something else, you know, two weeks after that yeah. that, that would have got him. It's, it's, it's like, you know, people in the 90s and hundreds or whatever, you know, getting counted as COVID deaths. Okay, fair, fair enough. They, they, they may have been. But is it really- Is it, is it really? Because at that age, anything can yeah. get you at any, at any time. Yep. His ended up being this because we put him into a uh, into like a home, and he had fallen out of his bed one day, hurt his hip, and they put him on some painkillers, and that was it. Right. He rode out in those painkillers about a month, and because they were they, they couldn't take. Oh, him I'm, off. I'm I'm surprised they ever stopped, or or they didn't. They didn't, yeah. but yeah. they they wanted to take him off them, but he was still in pain, so they couldn't. And the painkillers he was on, he didn't fucking recognize anyone. Like he yeah. just spent his last yeah. month high as fuck. But um, <laughs> that's how I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> Like it was, it was both like this hilarious and tragic. But we went to go see him like towards yeah. towards the end. But we didn't know it would be that close. And he was hallucinating and speaking yeah. nothing but Italian. So my mum was there having to translate him for him. <laughs> but effectively, he picked up like the TV remote in his room and started to call the police because he had seen an accident involving a taxi. <laughs> and we're all just like laughing, but also like, what? This is the most tragic thing at the yeah, same time, yeah, too. Yeah. Um, but for him, it was actually like it wasn't the smoking. It was. Um, he pretty much stopped working because he was looking after my uncle who was para- paraplegic. And when we separated them into like two different you know places to live, he yeah. stopped being physical and he just, his body was just like, oh, it's time to sleep now forever. Yeah. <laughs> was, I always find it strange. Like I find you, know, you see a lot when people stop doing things, that's when they tend to take their huge declines where people mm. that tend to like, like continuously work and work and work, I find tend to be the ones that seem to be living longer, mm. but- Anyway, the point is cigarettes are a myth. They don't actually exist. <laughs> <laughs>
So at the, so at the same time that Nick Naylor is off in Hollywood, well, yeah, that's a movie. Uh, that's doing, right. <laughs> doing his pitch for that. Yeah, there's the, there's a reporter who's doing a story on him at the same time, mm-hmm. and um, he's kind of thinking, okay, that could tie in rather nicely if I do a good interview here. It could bring cigarettes back into some yeah. sort of public discussion. Little does he know, it's a hit piece. Yeah, um, done Big in a very, time. in a in a very shady way. Um, but he kind of did it to himself. There's a, yeah, there's a moment where you, you could argue that. <laughs> there's a moment where everybody's calling him and saying, "Hey, <laughs> we got we got done in this hit piece. What's what's going on? I thought this was a nice story." And he talks to the reporter, and and she says, "Look, nothing was off the record, and mm. yeah, we fucked, but." Okay, we we could have done this at a at a, at a dinner. We could have done it in the park. Yeah. But you wanted to fuck, and that's fine. I'm happy to yeah. take take notes while. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fair. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then he does the reverse on her. He's um, he goes through through quite a low, and his son reminds him, "Hey, look, you're the you're the argument guy. Mm. Um, you know, spin it. You're 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 good at your job. You're never you're never wrong." Um, why aren't you, why aren't you fighting this in the only way that you that you can essentially, and that rallies and him around. He certainly does. <clears throat> and and at this point, he's been disowned by the tobacco industry. The captain yeah. dies. Br says, "Look, we can't um, can't really be associated with you. Can't be associated with you." Yeah, Nick Naylor is kidnapped in this time yeah. by by the anti smoking league and um, sort of. Going to be what executed. A way to go about someone <laughs> about yep. killing someone. So right. They they <laughs> attempt to kill him by uh, th- through an overdose of nicotine. Is that a thing that's possible with those patches? Yeah, an overdose, very good absolutely. Question. With the with the patches. Uh, now that's a good question, but certainly an overdose would, if it's because yeah, it's supposed to seep in nicotine through th- through your skin. I suppose if they left him for a long enough time, then yeah, maybe yeah. if you if you get it in there. I'm 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 sure it is because you're not supposed to have more than a patch on. Oh, I have some stats for you. Out of reference, the amount of smokers in Australia, with the last big census that was done was 2017 to 18, so two years back, it was about one in seven adults, Mm. which is actually higher than I thought it would be. One in seven. What about young adults? Um, It is. I I I had it on for for. It's around one in six from 18 to 24 year olds in sorry males. Um, do they have a female stats though? I'll oh, come back to me. Uh, you can do sorry. Then, yeah, sixteen really percent. That seems high. Um, women aged eighteen to thirty-four smoked daily at eighteen point four percent. Wow. Wow. Okay, so that's the same. Higher one than in, women. One in six. Oh yeah. wait, no, sorry. Eighteen to thirty-four-year-old in nineteen ninety-five it was thirty-five, thirty-three percent. And then it dropped down to eighteen point four, so it's almost okay. halved. Mm. In that, still high though. Yeah, twenty years. Still gap. much higher than, than than you expect. Oh yeah, absolutely. But it is definitely declining. <clears throat> so this is interesting. Can I can I tell another personal anecdote about fancy cigarette, or is that Ken's advertisement? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'll do it off. I don't want to advertise cigarettes. <laughs> um, please, as you as you were, please. So by the by the end of it, um, Nick Nally, despite being disowned by the tobacco industry. Comes uh, up for the congressional hearing. He still attends the uh, Senator Finister's congressional hearing, and yeah, comes back at them saying, "Look, um, it's all about personal yeah, choice, consumer choice, and responsibility." Yep, there's no there's no reason to tell people it's poison. Um, not only because it's common knowledge that they are, it's also not not a health consideration when people are doing it. And yeah, why would if, if you're going to do that, then by that logical extension, you should also slap the same label on. On cars and firearms and yeah. cheese, which which is which the the senator's home state Vermont is is famous for because yeah cholesterol is a is a danger too, and he says no no no, <laughs> our cheese is not on trial here. We're not going to apologise for our cheese. That's exactly. But by that by that extension, of course you should you should do that. The only argument so it, it, it exposes cigarettes as a political thing rather than a health yeah. thing for the for the senator. Then the argument I would make against the idea of why are we telling people something that they already know is yes, true, and today they all do know, but if you, you know, wait fifty years or a hundred years without this knowledge being as prolific, then you'll be in once again the same boat you were, you know, eighty years ago again. Who smokes a cigarette, starts coughing, and thinks to themselves, Mmm, this is probably good for me. An idiot. <laughs> Even somebody who has never seen a cigarette before, that initial your, your first cigarette, mm. how 
how could you have how could you have the thought that this is going to be good for me? Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. I probably smoked a dozen cigarettes in my life, which doesn't sound that much, I guess, 12 or so. Who knows? I mm. don't count. It's 12 and, more than me. <laughs> and I can tell you, Andrew, it's always bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've never once thought, this is for me. I'm always yeah. like, mm, maybe. Because I always do it when I'm out drinking, which I'm yeah. more susceptible to stupid things when I'm drinking because it's course. me, but worse. <laughs> and even then I've never thought this was a good choice. Yeah. I've done a lot of cigars. I find cigars are fun. Okay. Um, and See, we- I hate cigars. Yeah? yeah, I just love the obnoxiousness of being able to just like blast someone. <laughs> um, we had a um, like an e-cigarette or a, or a vape or whatever for a bit because mm. I don't know, but wife just wanted one, so I got her one with all the flavors and stuff. We didn't actually have the nicotine in it though; it was just the flavors. Okay. That was fun. It was kind of like a hashish pipe in that sense. Yeah. Like you get to just enjoy like the nice little flavors and all that. I could see the appeal of that in certain settings. Is that essentially like smoking tea? Kind of, yeah. I guess, yeah. Okay. If you take the nicotine out of it, that's like- It was just like- <coughs> Closest like, thing you can compare it to, I guess. Yeah, like a butterscotch smoky treat. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> delicious. Um, but I mean, it was more of a novelty than anything, but it was also nice because Jess was going out quite a bit at the time and when she drinks, she does smoke and it was a good thing to give her so she could go out do the whole social thing, but she wouldn't actually have to go mm. through like six right. or seven cigarettes in a night. It wasn't that. It wasn't that often. That was a huge problem, but it was just like may as well, you know, nip in the bud. In the film industry, it's common for people when when you see them smoking, they're typically smoking rose cigarettes. Oh yeah, yeah, like rose petals. Oh really? Because they give the same the same smoke. Yeah. As as cigarettes, but obviously no no nicotine and none mm. of the other crap that's in there. Interesting. Rose. Yeah. I didn't realize roses. Okay. I'm sure they don't inhale because that would just. So I can't cool. imagine that would be good for you. Well, if it's me, it doesn't, I would just choke and cry. And <laughs> well, isn't, isn't that with cigars that you hold the smoke in your mouth? Yes. You, don't, you, don't, you don't breathe it into your lungs. As yeah. far as I'm aware, yes, but I'm, <laughs> I'm a bad- Maybe that's where I've been going wrong. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't matter what kind of cigarette it is, I will choke and die on it. Yep. Because much yeah. that's what they're designed to do, right? <laughs> choke and kill me. But yep. you're, you're not doing it, you know, like instead of brushing your teeth, you're not going, should I brush my teeth? Should I, should I have a cigarette? Will that- you know, help me. No, they're not even remotely related in the yeah, same yeah. field. Yeah. But to answer your original question, who smokes and thinks it's a good idea? No one thinks it's a good idea, but also- No, that's what I'm saying. If, if people are smoking, it's not because they've evaluated it based on health. Mm. It's not that they've been mistaken in thinking that it's good for their health. They've done it for completely different reasons yeah. other than that. And it's a personal choice. I think it's a stupid choice, but- Go ahead, smoke. If, oh, if yeah. I have other vices, and there are there are vices that are just as deadly that aren't in that same frame of mind. Mm. Yeah, cheese, alcohol. Oh, alcohol, maybe not so much, but yeah, certainly. But cheese. <laughs> so, well, no, certainly fatty foods and and things. Mm. Okay, if if somebody's eating unhealthily but they aren't fat, you wouldn't have any reason to single them out. Sure, for it. you know, somebody who's coughing, you might think, okay, mm. uh, they're smoking or whatever. And people who are alcoholics, you can generally tell. That yeah. they are because <laughs> they smell of alcohol, let alone you yeah. know, once they start having liver problems. Um, but yeah, there are other vices that just aren't talked about in, in the same vein that, yeah, are, ju- that are just as deadly. Which so, is what hmm. I want to look into to improve my writing. No one's listening to me. <laughs> unless, you, un- unless you're prepared to go on a crusade and eliminate all vices, singling out cigarettes as you know the one to, to eliminate first mm. is political yeah that's I guess that, that's, that's exactly what the point that, yeah. that he makes yeah, yeah. in his speech ultimately yeah i think and the film's not even really about smoking no. it's, it's it's more about the ethics of having a job and having a um you know, th- that cognitive dissonance mm, of, yeah. of, of, of having to think the morality one way in of job what you do and how you actually feel and having and having personal beliefs that mm. conflict with that but that you nonetheless have to suppress you know in order to do your job yeah um competently I mean, like I've talked about this before. I work in insurance. This is my mm. this yep. is my daily yeah. fucking yeah, life. Yeah. Of, here's what I I believe as a person. Here's what the person's policy yeah. says. When you're doing an assessment, end of the day, does it really matter what I think? No. They bought a product. This is what it is. Yeah. And this is the line you've got to like explain to them. This is why the verdict <laughs> is the verdict. And it sucks. But yeah, it is what it is. Like yeah. can't you? Yeah, not an ideal situation for anyone involved, unless it's a nice, a favorable outcome, obviously. But yeah. Everything sucks. How often does that happen, Seb? 
Um, honestly, it depends. Like, well, insurance companies didn't get the way they are by paying out yeah. all their customers, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Honestly, it's so weird. I, I've been doing a lot of, oh, I can't go into details. I've been doing a lot of stuff to do with cancellations because of the whole virus yeah. situation. And there are some days with certain policies where it's all good stuff. And there's other days with other policies where it's, and these are all comparable policies that's, that are on the market and it's all bad stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. the contract. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, but that's the contract. And that's yeah. exactly it. But, and it's it sucks knowing like if this person had just, you know, when they made their Google search to buy their insurance, if they had just gone down two runs and selected that other product, <laughs> yeah. we could be having a nice conversation right now, but you didn't. And it's not your fault. You made a choice. There's no right and wrong choices end of the day because yeah. it is just, do you want to pay this or do you want to pay this? You know? Yeah. And but it's comparable and it's... Everything sucks. <laughs> uh, and, and, and the film, uh, I mean, uh, I guess it's kind of aged um, in a sense that uh, it finishes off with Naylor going on to consult for the uh, mobile phone, yeah, cell phone in, industry, industry and, and yeah. all the scares of... Uh, Basically stuff just going. taking the exact same ethos, taking yeah. it from cigarettes to cell phones. However, There's that's no conclusive <laughs> evidence that cell phones cause cancer. And that's not that's not completely a new argument, no. Because an Eddie Murphy film from 1991, I think, The Distinguished Gentleman, mm. uh, in that, um, one of the one of the sort of hooks of, of that film is about the danger of uh, high voltage electricity uh, cables near schools and how they okay. cause you know cancer clusters. Uh, huh. And such, so those, and then cell, and the cell phone towers as the extension of and the five G towers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> don't get me I want my five G, and I want it now. Five yeah. <laughs> G not available on iPhone. No, at I, all. I recently upgraded um, or got onto a new contract with my phone, and keeping my iPhone or even upgrading to mm. a new one, five G was not available yeah. in Australia. Not that it makes a difference. I mean, four G is. Perfectly fine. Suitably fast yeah. for anything I need. Yeah. Uh, now I need to know if it's available on my Samsung. I'm sure it is Samsung. Well, probably Samsung are generally a few years ahead of Apple yeah. at all times. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Yeah, probably. Um, I only say that because um, they're advertising it like at my like my like local telco store, yeah. but it's for your home so far. It's not for your devices. Uh, yeah. So now I'm yeah. But uh, but the film uh, ends in in that nice little way of Nick has just moved on to a new industry. Yeah, he hasn't really Doing changed. The same thing. Has he learned anything? That's up for debate. Google. But his his whole point was not to do the right thing in terms of uh, people's health and 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 doing the right and thing his industry, for the for role it. that he's working in. Well, for, for his son, more important that too. Yeah, to teach him that yeah, there are different ways of going about things in life. And you can't trust somebody who says they're doing the right thing. Yeah. You really have to investigate what's what's going on. If you care about it, you have to investigate. Yeah. You, you can't just trust yeah. them on, on, on their Form word. Form your own thought process around it. Yep. And don't negotiate, argue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do it for the mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> get, get people in a position where they have to give you your win in order, to, in order for them to feel, uh, or rather to avoid feeling guilty, I guess. Yeah. Is, you know, which he does on his mother yeah. <laughs> quite, quite nicely. <laughs> yeah, it's a great scene when he gets into the car. It wasn't a discussion, it was an argument. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Good news, guys, my phone is 5G capable. The purpose oh, of the entire show. Get it away show. from me. I don't have it though. How do I turn on the 5G? Only just oh, you just put it in the microwave for 30 seconds. That would make sense. Maybe we'll find out in the verdicts. Well, no, I, I, I thought I knew what button I was about to press and I almost put, I almost put on goodbye horses again. <laughs> it's like the night horse, sorry. Me. You heard the good, you've heard the bad, a lot of opinions, a couple facts, it's verdict time. I didn't even know why, why goodbye horses is still loaded there from that the <laughs> just, two outros we did. Just for safekeeping, you never know when you might need it. That's true. Uh, I like this movie. It's bite-sized, it's great. Honestly, if you... I pull back to this again. If you like Boston Legal and like Alan Shaw getting up, you know, on a soapbox and arguing about a particular issue, it's that spread out over an hour and a half as opposed to two forty-five minute episodes. Yeah. So if you like that kind of thing, that kind of feel, uh, go for it. It doesn't have the same like sassy vibe though that Boston Legal has. It's more like a actually like a condensed version down like the practice was originally and then with a little bit of sass added to it. Yeah. Mm. I'd say it's like a middle child of those two, but also a film about smoking and probably <laughs> don't do it. That's a recommend. I, I don't even know what other films 
you know, are, are this one's contemporaries because mm. <coughs> satire is not that popular to begin with. Not hugely, no. As a, as a, you know, from filmmaking, like good, good satire, satire films are, are good, but they're hard mm. to find because it's hard to do right. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, coming off Boston Legal, which I think finished in 2005, this would have been in production throughout 2005 as well. Yeah. Um, I think it, maybe not, maybe not started satire, because that's been done forever. Of course, yeah. But it started a new wave. Like, have, have Yeah, I guess so. I was, I was reminded of a film, uh, Burn After Reading. Yeah, have either of yeah. you seen Great that? Great film. Mm, Great very film. Good. Another, again, that's not... Is, is that a satire of spy f- spy films and I spy like things? I it or kind of is, but like subtly. Ransom and robbery and extortion yeah. and things like that. Um, yeah, but it's done very lightly and it definitely has its own style. But for the life of me, I cannot define it. Right. I cannot kind of nail down that style mm. and and... Say what it, yeah. describe what it is. It just it just has a feeling, and if you just its own its own thing, in a way. yeah, like you can't really pigeonhole it. Well, I guess you could, but I've, it'd I've, have to be across like multiple different places. I've tried to, and I've and I've struggled. Only other than relating it to to other films that feel uh, that have a similar tone to it, mm-hmm. I, I really struggle to to pin it down. Yeah, I can understand. But it's that good. For sure. Yeah, I, 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 I watch it all the time. You know, every few months I'll, I'll get it out and, and, yeah, and give it a watch. Great movie. Just great performances from everybody, mm-hmm. Aaron Eckhart especially, but everybody in it is good. Yeah, yeah. and J.K. Simmons as well. Oh, best. Even like, even J.K. Simmons. When when was Whiplash? That was two thousand eight. Yeah, probably couldn't have been long after this one. Mm. Same same sort of character, same sort of role. Yeah, uh, and just nails it there too. Absolutely. Yeah, I think my only like only downsides are anything. Like this with J.K. Simmons in it, that he's not demanding pictures of Spider-Man, and I don't <laughs> like that. Hey, Spider-Man Three comes out, and we get him back. We'll get that right. This is true. <laughs> I love that that's still happening. <laughs> um, yeah, I highly recommend it as well. Like the, across the board, really good casting, really good performances. Like you said, you know, even just the smaller players like David Koshner and yeah. J.K. Simmons really make the movie. And Aaron Eckhart's awesome, and um, Maria Bello. Mm, yeah, she's quite good as well. Did she do much before this? Um, what did she? I don't know. Like I don't recall seeing her in much. Hey, like she she only, she, she plays the the alcohol. Yeah, um, uh, she's funny yeah. defender, and she's good. She, she's good in this. Have yeah. we pulled reference to? And I missed it. The fact that Harvey Dent is working alongside and sleeping with the woman that used to play Rachel right? Dawes yeah. in Dark Knight. But sorry, in Batman Begins, but not the uh, one in Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. True. Um, credit for that. noticing that to my wife because she's like, "Hey, wait a minute, that's," <laughs> and I was like. Oh, sure. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes it's nice to have an extra person in the room to pay attention to the movie for you. Um, <laughs> David Koshner, by the way, great in yeah, just so everything. Should have mentioned that as well. He was the- Great everywhere. Was he the gun lobby? No. He, he was the gun lobbyist. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. what were the, the three lobbies they introduced at the end? There's oil, so, nuclear, and- yeah, Fast food. Fast food. Fast food. That's right. Yeah. Good shit. On the yeah. sequel. <laughs> Big recommend for me. Like fantastic writing. It's like sharp and witty and original and like- it do, I guess it does that thing where it's satirical without being like really heavy handed about it, which I really like as well. So yeah, definite recommend. I will definitely watch it again. And even the smoking stuff, it doesn't beat you over the head with anything. Yeah, exactly. One way or the other, which it shouldn't. Mm. And the film isn't about smoking. Yeah. That's that's just its you know, selling point, I guess, or its yeah. obvious little thing. And then yeah. you what it's opted to, I guess, display what it really thinks. Yeah. Within, but yeah, yeah definitely, I, I liked it a lot. They they definitely had to tread a line because the, the character is doing a thing that we can all agree whether you think freedom of choice is important or not. In this case, yeah. he's he's doing a bad thing, but they have to make him likable at the yeah. same time. And that's and, the and, line and I always tread in my life. And the lovely little thing, and at the end for the for the senator who lost his campaign to uh, to put the the poison labels onto cigarette packets, he's now racing you know his 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 program is to erase cigarettes from film yeah we're tastefully updating films <laughs> and improving history by doing that which i think was the same reasoning that spielberg and lucas used Sounds when they right. were doing this which is bullshit you know the films were made then yeah. that's that, that's what it was and you can't change history well you know, unless no, no, no. you're disney plus then you absolutely can change <laughs> history. well it's more important to discuss history rather than change it yeah. to show a modern version of it because then you're essentially rewriting history and you forget those lessons. That's a fair assessment. If you're looking back through um, remastered films and you don't see what things were like then in the culture, then you forget all the changes that, 
that have gone through. Yeah, you're yeah. a book burning Nazi, is what you are. <laughs> yeah, erasing history. Yeah. <laughs> Look, actually, there's a weird parallel there. It's worth noting. Anyway, <laughs> are we good? See you next week. Wait, no, sorry. So next week we're doing in Bruges, in Bruges, in Bruges, in Bruges, in Bruges, which is another fun one. It's an enjoyable anyway. fortnight. <laughs> Fuck Belgium. Yeah. If it was, if it was somewhere good then there'd be more people there. If it was somewhere good, it wouldn't be <laughs> called Bruges. Um, all right, well, yeah, socials, and we'll get out of here, and maybe I'll sneak in some goodbye horses. Who knows? <laughs> Find us on Instagram at Second Take Podcast, or if you live in the future, you can tweet us at Second Take TNC. Check out the Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash Second Take. You can also follow me on Twitter if you wish to do so, at JordanMSPP. And you can follow me on Twitter at Bastion underscore James, our you know, website, secondtakepodcast.com, and email, which is secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. It's a lot of the same things over and over and over again. And you can support the show on patreon.com slash secondtake. And yeah, sure, goodbye, horses. <laughs>